0: everybody. It's episode 43 of Play Games, Lose Friends, and it is 2024. That's right, another year of listening to our voices drone on about your favorite subject, that is board games, card games, and all the fun stuff in between. I'm Ryan, back with Ken. Hello, everybody, and hello, Ken. How are you? Hello, and happy new year. We are officially... (laughs) uh, Season 3? Is that what we're calling
1: this? Officially? (laughs) Episode 1 of Season (coughs) 3?
0: So, when you when i when i publish these you can pick a season and an episode number and i have just gone on episode number. perpetually season 1 f- until we're dead that's fine i think that's how i'm going to keep it going so it's the I, season
1: I season that never ends until death do
0: us part yeah well, <laughs> you're probably going to die first yeah 100% so. yeah 100% <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i don't i mean uh, no one's picking well, you know, like
0: no one's picking you in the death pool let's just let's just uh you know i don't i don't know man so through some, you'll be like Mr. Burns, where like you have everything known to man, but somehow they all work in equilibrium and you just can't die.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think
2: yeah, that's maybe. what's going to
0: happen. Like all, all the cheeses balance out to some ultimate omega evolutionary thing inside of you that keeps you from contracting any illnesses.
1: Yeah, like cheese and beer in my, in <laughs> my insides have somehow formed a superpower that's mutated my immune system to be stronger than all.
0: Somehow Let's your go with white that. blood cells have been yeah. replaced with fondue, which somehow heals and fights infection better than actual white blood cells. And it's they look like amazing. and
1: they look like porcupines, so they have defensive quills to protect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in an apocalypse, you're going to taste delicious. Oh. I mean, I'm, I'm going after you first.
1: Well, that depends. Am I on a skiff, being some you know pulled around by my minions? Which in my head, that's how uh, this would go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, this yeah. episode's starting off on the right foot. Happy, All right. Happy New Year! Uh, <laughs> Happy New Year. We are going to start 2024 off with everyone's favorite thing to listen to for some reason, and that is lists. lists. We have our top five of we have 2023 releases. Yes. We have a top five of games of the year. Not Maybe not stuff that released, but stuff we loved last year that we played a lot or wanted to play a lot more of. And then our top five most anticipated games of 2024. That's right. There's more coming next year, and God knows we'll be spending something on some of them I'm sure. Yes. Because that's our illness and that's okay. Uh and Ryan knowing is half the battle.
1: And that's such a coincidence. Spoiler alert. But anyway, uh <laughs> and and then going through these lists and doing the research and then yeah obviously it's list season, so all your favorite contributors, all your favorite podcasts, everyone is doing lists. This is list the season of lists. And I come. I've come to one huge conclusion. They're I need all meaningless. No, I need to play more games. I need to play more. Oh, games. Oh well. Like, I mean, did you need lists for that? No, I, I but like, like we. No, but like. <laughs> but like in putting together these lists, like just looking at the uh the two thousand and twenty three releases. I bought some 2023 releases. I can't put on that because I didn't play them. But yet, I or same here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm saddened by it. And then you look at some of these people that can do lists of 100, and you're just like, ugh. I mean, I guess it's your job, so you have to do it. But, but they're playing. They're they're listing games, and I'm like, oh, I want to play that. I wanted to play that two years ago when I got it, and I still haven't.
0: Uh, I, I brought this up in our in our chat I know. about like let's let's get and we've talked about this before let's get like you know a stable of twelve to fifteen games and that's all we play all year long we just beat the snot out of them we explore the depths of how fun or not fun they are infuriate each other maybe do a little friendly wagering I don't know we we can make it more fun than it already is but we are firm and I think our final our we are finally changing our habits by not. Me, well, Me, maybe. It, I don't know it, about you. <laughs> you are better than you were, but, like, the Cult of the New is starting to wear thin and I've got a shelf full of things that are, like, just waiting to be explored. And I know you have three oh times God, as much yes, as me yes. to and explore, it, so.
1: And if, if I could just get through, I know I could also purge potentials. There's purge potentials, too, but
0: uh, yeah, I just went through another one. I, I shipped. Uh, I really want a game we'll talk about today when it uh, hits retail, and I just uh, got rid of some old stuff that just wasn't seeing literal dust on the, on the covers. Then I said it's time to say goodbye, and I don't miss them, and because they weren't getting played, and that's fine. But we will talk about that another time, because God knows we've got some decisions uh, to make about what yes. we play in 2024, including some of the stuff on these lists. So why don't we get going? But before we start. It's beer time. I wasn't going to have one, but I'm still getting over a cold. And what better way to soothe your throat than with alcohol? Uh, I'll start. I'm drinking a Nepenth Brewing, which is, yeah. mm. I, I can't remember where they're out of. I think Maryland. Uh, yeah, Baltimore. They mm. Mm. Uh, had a keg uh, or a of Nepenth Brewing uh, Phantom Scream Imperial Double IPA Which Jesus. I had never had before In fact, I don't know if I've ever had any Nepenthe brewing And uh, got that sucker tapped up And boy, is that tasty How do you go right to it's, a double? Uh, Jesus Yeah, well, that's the way I <coughs> generally yeah. roll with beer Yeah, I don't mess around with the light stuff Unless I'm feeling uh, Summer seasons will go light But rest of the year I'll have a good What is this, 8%? 8.6? Something like that It'll put me to sleep Let's nice. just say that But it's uh, got a heavy bitterness, but a a good amount of that citrus cut that you get from a good imperial or double. Um, Really orange color, too. I was kind of surprised at Mm. how much color was in this. but Fairly expensive keg, but worth it. I I think this one's going to be delicious, and you guys will get to try it on Thursday when you're here. So looking forward to seeing what everyone else thinks. But that's Nepenthe Brewing in Baltimore, Maryland, and this one is called Phantom Scream, which has a very cool label, by the way. How about you? What are you drinking?
1: I am... So it's weird. This could go several ways as far as where it's from. So I do apologize if I screw this up. Like, uh, what was it? Ithaca, Pennsylvania.
0: Um, yeah, your geography. Strong, is My geography is poor okay. with, with beverages. <laughs> very poor.
1: Um, okay, but I think I found it. God, my vision's poor too, buddy. I'm, I'm going downhill. So anyway, I am... I, I, death pool, death pool, death pool. I have picked up a... I was looking for a mixed a mix pack uh, of something that had a little bit of everything. Um, and I had settled on uh, Great Lakes Brewing Company, put out a... I believe it was a 15-pack, and there were five different beers in it. And I am now tapping into their tropical IPA. It's called Tropical Coastal. It is a six percent. Ooh, I've had that. That's very good. Uh, make a splash landing into paradise and discover a golden <laughs> oasis of tropical fruit notes. It's a happy hideaway you'll want to escape to again and again. And buddy, this is tasty. I'm enjoying this. It's a six percent. Yeah, it's very good. Now, granted, I have Great a Great Lakes. Makes good beer. Yeah. And I've I've had their stuff from time to time, but this was one I it were five different beers I never had from them, so I, I was like, alright, I'll take a chance. And now this Tropicoastal is on top of a base coat of two uh you know sort of tried and true founders all days. So this is number three for the evening.
0: So I'm doing good. Have you had any other great lakes My my favorite of theirs, I think by far, I'm pretty sure still to this day is the Dortmunder Gold. I've had which is like almost the perfect quintessential Dortmunder beer. Like from a US brewery, it's it's so good. I've had many bottles of that. I wish I could get a keg. I would totally get a keg. Yeah,
1: I've had some of theirs before. Can't I couldn't name them. I don't I don't do the little app thing like you do, but um because then I would definitely I know have to. Which beer or I drink every single one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a constant reminder that I should yeah. s- probably stop at some point. But yeah, you know, I like making numbers go up, not down, except for yeah. golf. So nothing, nothing beats having a mobile app that predicts your
1: mortality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that. I already know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I had a good so, run. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying it so far. Uh. You'll have to save some of the others for future episodes because I'd like to hear what else is in this mix pack. Because I have not had any Great Lakes in a while. I don't know why. I just there's so much to drink anymore. Well, they're also
1: stick. It's hard. uh, It's weird. It almost like hides itself amongst other beers, and and when you're looking and perusing, yeah, it's unassuming. Where like there's a you know neutral has its own end caps. You go to like like some of the ones that stick out. You know.
0: Yep. Well, I think that's part of it too, is like can art and bottle art is so amazing. And some of the best beers I drink have the worst art. Like Main Brewing Company I just mentioned, they they basically just have like a sheet of papyrus strapped over top of a (laughs) bottle or a can. And it's amazing. But it's like there's nothing on it. And you you just walk right past it. So it's either that stark contrast of nothing or like, you know, some flaming skull, psychedelic acid trip van with Scooby Doo riding a squirrel fighting smurfs or i don't know yeah like a skateboard art childhood now. here like art you yeah, find on a skateboard exactly. yeah yeah or a cheech and chong dream i don't yeah. know <laughs> um but yeah Dortmunder's is good great lakes is good good choice okay let's uh let's talk played and okay i'm just gonna let you get some sizzle off your chest L- let me have it go ahead i, I j- you've got something to say
1: uh, no, I just I, I I I don't know how to play more games. I'm struggling to figure that out because um, I don't want to punish my son and make him play board games. Although I've tried to use it as a, <laughs> as a punishment. But Do it your homework, or I'll make you it, it play a grickle, you little <laughs> bastard. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, uh, I don't know, buddy. I just I don't
0: know. Playing a Grickola is like punishment to you, though. No, no,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, I'd rather go to jail. um <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, it is kind of like board game jail right? exactly exactly i, I listen to, to some other shows <laughs> yeah. and it's funny like everyone universally loves playing like a feast for odin agricola and this podcast actively abhors i hate them. playing most of these games they are so boring puts you to sleep they're so <laughs> boring i like some of the mechanics in them I if just, i
1: was holding a can of beer while playing, I would fall asleep and spill the
0: beer. <laughs> yeah, I know what that looks like. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, so you you want to play more games? I got how and, do how do we I think? How does it happen?
1: How do we make well, it happen? I don't understand. I
0: will tell you one way I've been making it happen. I'm in the same boat as you. Nobody, <sighs> yeah, but I can't do that. My wife will occasionally, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can do that. I don't want it, to. You want to play more games and try stuff? That's all. So, I'm uh, speaking of Board Game Arena for the listeners. Uh, I signed up. I got a year membership, I believe, for like 30 bones or something like that. It's fairly inexpensive. And it just, I was very uh, reticent to do it because, first of all, it's not that it's a bad user interface, but it isn't great. Like, some games are okay, some games are utterly terrible. But it's not like playing a video game, right? The user interface is a web browser. It's not awesome. Um, also, you're playing against randos on the internet. For some people, me included sometimes, that's slightly intimidating, right? I don't know these people. I don't know how good they are. I just don't want to go in there and get smashed in the face and not want to play anymore. And then on top of that, you know, they have just a massive variety of games. And it is very hard and my, I learn better by playing with a manual in front of me where, and some of these have like tutorials and solo modes you can try to get used to the game, but like, it's not as easy that way. It's just not. So I, I see what you're saying. But like it also,
1: it also feels like it's cheating. It's a bridge too far. for It second.
0: feels like cheating. Like. Why? Because oh, you don't have a physical game. Because
1: I have it, I have it in the attic. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm cheating on my collection.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, you're running around behind their backs, I see. Exactly. I, I gotcha. You. you, like, you board gaming hussy.
1: Like, I'm married well, to luck. my
0: collection. I should not be
1: out, <laughs> you know, strolling around with a guma. You know what I mean? Like,
0: that's waiting know. with the rolling pin in hand. Yeah. The meeple pin, waiting yeah, for I, you to come <sighs> stumbling through the door. Because, like, smell your dice. <laughs> it's, it's, uh,. Oh. I get it. I get it. Like we have these collections and we want to play these games and we can't find the time. That's the biggest thing for us at this point in our lives. I think a lot of people are are like this. I read about this sometimes too on like BGG or other places where it's like mid thirties, mid forties, you have a family, you have kids, you have sports, you have work, you have activities, you have a spouse that loves you and wants to pay attention to you and you want to pay attention to them. There's just so much, stuff going on and so little time for that and then on top of that like building a board game group is hard like we're fortunate in that we have yeah you know, maybe six to eight to ten friends that are really interested in playing board games or gaming not everybody has that and so you know sometimes i guess you have to count your blessings is what i'm saying the blessing Yeah. the blessing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. But it's still just... But I share your, I share your feelings. I, like, I, I come down to the basement to grab a drink or put some stuff away or whatever and throw some groceries in the pantry, and lo and behold, there's my Christmas present staring me in the face. Hello, Root. Like You look so nice. The like, colors, the small creatures, the violence hidden under the cover. I want to see you. I want to play you. But I'm not gonna play root. When are we gonna play root? Like, we have so much stuff to play we haven't touched, and and we're about to talk about more that yes. we loved this year that we didn't get to play enough. So, well, I really do think we just need to try to find time to play as much as we can. And I think you got to look online. I think it'll help.
1: No, I don't even. I don't even want to go into my own attic and look at my games. Like, <laughs> like I have. So, uh. Vindication, and I think I might have mentioned this a few podcasts ago. I got the big box storage solution where you can put it all in the box. I got about 75% of the way organizing it, and for whatever reason, I stopped or I got sidetracked or I had to come over to the house. I haven't been back to the attic to finish that project. It's just sitting on the table, taking up space. It looks like I'm like a, you know, like a hobo's, you know, shopping cart of just a mess yeah like it's just and it just it, it like haunts me when I go and look at it and they're like come on put me away and I'm like no I just oh, put me bad. away so
0: you can not play me <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah I don't know it's well uh... I I feel the same way like I, I got um, we'll, we'll talk about it later when the back bought Even, we don't have a lot of back bought but we did get some fulfillments in from uh, Kickstarter projects or we'll crowdsource shit And I got Bloodstones in, and I opened the box, and I'm flipping through the rule book. I'm looking at all the tiles and the nice bags, and and I'm just like, I could go downstairs and set up the solo campaign and start playing through that so I can learn the rules. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. This seems like way too much to just play by (laughs) myself. Like, this game will be amazing. This is like War Chest on steroids. We're going to have a blast with this. Womp womp. I'm not going to get to play it with you guys for who knows how long. We've got other stuff that we've kind of planned already. You know, we're going to start off this year with Expeditions, which we talked a little bit about before. And maybe that's a mistake. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) I think we had a good time playing it. And I think we're going to have a good time playing it on Thursday. I really do. And I think maybe we should pick that as one of those titles we just explore more through the year. Yeah. And play, you know, five, six times and just see if, you know, it wears a thin for us or if it becomes sort of a classic. Part of the reason War Chess works so well for us is because we play it so much. We yeah, found but, all the fun there is to find yeah. in that game. Yeah, we we definitely found the the juice in that fruit, and there's still more. Yeah. Um, oh, my God, it's running down our chins. It's disgusting. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all crystalline in my hairy chest now. It's... Ugh, ugh. All right. Gross. Moving on. Uh, yeah, I think you should... Put well, that it was away. speaking Finish of solo, off, right? Speaking of get solo over your bump.
1: Like again, then that was my thing in my head, right? I was like, well then I'll just go and look at solo games to buy. So, what do I go to do? <laughs> I go to look I go to look at Final Girl, which is the most epic like oh my god, like hundreds of dollars of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, uh. Oh. Now I'm at the like no. so it so it's like the crossing over into playing solo games potentially buying one of the best solo games that we can buy today but then like not wanting to spend money like on a game that at the end of the day i'm not gonna play so why am i gonna buy it you know yeah so i talked myself out of it i did good it was close
0: i mean it hit my watch list on ebay
1: it hit my watch list on ebay because it was a good price for the whole, like, deluxe Series 1 or whatever it was. And I was like, nope, I gotta just walk
0: away. Yeah. Yeah, so. you just, you, you've, you and maybe you're not there yet and you'll get there, but you're just not a solo gamer. Like, you're just not. And that's part of the reason why, like, I well, can play solo games myself, but that's part of the reason why I dove into BGA is because I just, you hit a wall with solo where you're like, I, I just don't want to beat my score again. Like, it's like playing Asteroids over and over or Galaga, like it's fun for like three plays, and then I'm like, all right, I, I, I've had my fill. I want well, human uh, competition now. Well, yeah, and
1: and also part of gaming for me is is the laughs and the and the memories and and the the BS and and the absolutely, you know, the shooting of the breeze. That's what war Chest like, does for us sometimes. And because it's funny, like if you think about, you know and going back in history when I was younger like um we would go to play cards with our relatives uh monthly or weekly or whatever and it was like that that freaking kitchen that house was so loud of laughing and and just it was crazy you know and, and yep. busting busting stones and and talking and, and getting into arguments that are friendly and then maybe not so friendly but then we People don't show up for a couple of weeks, and then they come back because we're family, right? Like it's just like I don't know. It's just that's how it was raised and ingrained in me. And then to just play solo by myself, it just feels weird. I don't know.
0: I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I grew up playing family for many years. Played pinochle together. Like yeah. that was the game of choice. And my great grandparents were married for I don't know fifty five, sixty years. Loved each other to death, were close as all hell. But when they played Pinochle, they sounded like they wanted to kill each other. (laughs) It was amazing. And my grandparents were kind of the same way. My family just... Same thing. Like, exact same thing. I think I'm taking a different stance on Solo, though, in that it gives me an opportunity to try the game before I play it with a group. It gives me an opportunity to see some of the mechanics and intricacies of the game before I play it with a group. It also gives me the opportunity to sort of decide whether or not I want to keep it, right? Like sometimes, you know, in the last two years I've made some, I've literally made some legit mistakes in purchases. I bought games that I thought looked cool. I didn't look at the rules. I didn't read about it or understand how it played or check it out on TTS ahead of time. I just bought it. And I got it in here and I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to play this. Even solo just learning, I'm like, this This isn't going to be good for us. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, and BGA gives me the opportunity to go one step further. And even though I'm not enjoying myself the same way as when we get together, which for sure is optimal, I'm getting to at least put that game to the test against another human being just to gauge, do I understand this and do I have fun playing the game, just the game itself without my friends? Because the friends add so much more to it. Yeah. So yeah, I I completely agree.
1: And uh the one thing I used to do a few years back when we first started the podcast is I would set a game up and do like a fake round or two. Just to ingrain the yeah, just to you know ingrain the rules. And I don't even do that anymore. But I like doing that, so I got the concepts and I got the mechanisms and I got the strategies. So then it would allow me to teach it. But then like there's no one to teach it to once I learn it, right? Like it's ingrained and I get it, but then I'll forget it by the time it comes back, you know? Yeah.
0: And that comes down to our whole time problem, right? If we, you know, we're we're at a point where it's just hard to find that time. As we find that time coming, that's a little less of a concern. We've got more time to play, more chance to play new stuff. You know, one thing I like that we did last year was that we had like a couple all day game days throughout the year, which really helped us get some stuff to the table that we wouldn't have otherwise played on a normal game night and i'm looking forward to doing that again and i and i do think like i'm i'm seriously looking into another game night at some point in time like we started a co-op one once a month but i would love to do you know once a week i just don't think our group can do that schedule and and that's fine it is what it is so yeah we're gonna have to in short i feel your pain yeah, <laughs> which is fine because we're going to end up finding stuff to bring to the original group that we may not have played otherwise, right? Yeah, because... Um, we're not the only ones that have large collections in the world. Well, because that's the thing, too. To like, right people.
1: I... I've i got some other local people that, like, want to maybe start up a little game group, too. It's cra- it's, And I've been sort of not participating but like i could lean in there too which to your point would yeah. be another thing and it's like it's local so it's not like it's a huge drive you know i don't yeah, know
0: but, it's a hike to get here yeah but but you know the group we have works really well we have no, a lot agreed. of fun and i think everybody really looks forward to it. at least i i'm pretty sure they do <laughs> if well, not it's find a, out. maybe it's the free food and beer
1: <laughs> plus for me it's an excuse to buy toys in the way so it's nice
0: well yeah there you go yeah. If that so ever goes away, I guess I'll say sayonara. Yeah. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole purpose, right?
0: Yeah. All right. Let's dive into All our right. lists. So what? Well, are we going so, to list,
1: or did we? Or did we? Did we play anything? Oh, we, we didn't talk, talk
0: about. Oh my God! It's 25 minutes, and we didn't even talk about games we played. Yet. Sorry, so, buddy. I just um, I had to get that off
1: my chest. It no, hurt. it was
0: a good conversation. Uh, I'm assuming I'm you did play something, though. I
1: did play some games. Yes. All so right.
0: why don't you well break them down? So
1: <clears throat> did, did we did we record the last podcast after the holidays?
0: So we did not talk between, about we didn't be- talk about what we played at New Year's. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Did we, did we the last podcast was between Christmas and New Year's when we recorded it? It was after yes. Christmas? Yeah. Okay. So then
0: or right before it and then we released that week, I think. I, I think know. so. Yes. That was, that was a so sick blur for me.
1: <laughs> so we've definitely got some games at the table. Um, I think um one of my games that i i did I talk about partners? you did not uh so partners was a recommendation um from from a coworker, and the way it was described it was like a it was like a parcheesi sorry ish style game, and uh I was raised on Parcheesi to the point where like I know mathematically when you roll the dice where the pieces just move without actually having to count out the spaces and how many spaces it takes to get from one spot to another it's just like ingrained in my head and the way partners plays is it's a four player only uh where you where you have a partner hence the name and instead of rolling dice you're playing cards you get dealt a small hand of cards at the beginning and you can trade a card to your partner at the beginning and you're sort of telling your partner or you're trying to set your partner up always so that you both have an advantage, right? Um, now, the, the and there's some special powers along with just numbers. And your goal is to try to get around a board and then get your guys into home. But there's just like some nuances around starting a blockade or sending people home or uh, some of the action cards that you can get. And you... You play round and round until both partners get all their pieces home. Now, at some point, if one of your partners gets all their pawns home, they start playing their partner's cards, like their partner's pawns. So now you've got double cards trying to get another person home while the other people are trying to get caught up. And um, I played with my mother as my partner against my son and my wife, and they smashed us something ungodly. (laughs) To the point where I was like, mom, like this, I thought I got this for you and I to like, you know, sort of show dominance, <laughs> right? Because like, we were raised on this game, but... Yeah, the, the history so, is there. <laughs> so I think on the next couple go-rounds, my mom will pick it back up. But um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess it's a game from uh, the Dutch, The, the uh, is that Netherlands over there? Uh, Holland. Um. But it's, it, I guess that's uh, it's a, like a traditional game. Um, so we got to play that on Christmas, the day after Christmas. Uh, my parents came over for Christmas number three, <laughs> the Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, superstar! <laughs> yes, and then, um, let's see, we also. Um, got to play Chronicles of Crime. I believe I mentioned it on one of the podcasts a few, uh, maybe last episode or the episode prior. I found Chronicles yeah. of Crime for 20 bucks. Uh, we were yeah, shopping. We were shopping on Saturday morning before the storm, and my wife found a clearance copy, but it was more expensive on clearance than what I paid. And she goes, and she's walking it around the store. She's like, I think we'll like this game. We should buy this game. I'm like, oh, my God. I love the fact that you found a game that you want to play. But guess what? I already bought it. It's up in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like, threw it to the side. It was so funny. And I was like, and I, and I paid less money for it. So we played that twice. We got through the tutorial. Actually, three times. Because we got through the tutorial, and we got through the first mission. And then we lost our first case uh, in a three-parter. Um, and it uses an app, but the app is more to like scan the cards in the game and then it tells you like, is it a clue? Is it something that's like a red herring? And then you jump around from location to location, you and you know interrogate people um, and you basically are part of like a, a criminal minds team or like a, a law and order team, right? And you're just trying to put the pieces together and when you think you can solve it. You go to home base and you ask you a couple questions and then it scores you, um, you know, based on your answers and who you think did it. So that's Chronicles of Crime.
0: What did um, you think of the difficulty level?
1: Um, well, it's
0: weird. Like
1: with these types of games, I always feel like I'm missing something. I don't know what what it is. Where, but yeah, you don't also want it to be so obvious. Right, you want it to be a challenge, but then like right. if it's if, but then if the it's too, teams. yeah, but then if it's too like out there, you can't put two and two together. Like, I, so we we miss something somewhere, right? Because then when the you know when the, when you when you fail a mission, you know it tells you well you failed, <laughs> but then it's like you don't know where you failed necessarily without cheating ahead, right? So then it's like all right. So then you got to try it again. But then like, when would you go back to that? Like, I don't know. Um, Yeah. Did that answer your question?
0: We played the detective game. Um, I can't remember which one it was. And it was kind of the same thing. Although I thought that one up until the very end was fairly easy. Like, I feel like we didn't struggle too much with it. And so I've, I've read around for some others that are like it and you get like a mixed bag of, eh, this was just too simple or this one was too obtuse and its clue giving and it made it almost impossible to get the right answer. So I always ask when I hear someone play those cuz I'm curious about how they're all balanced more or less and I, I'm guessing there's some kind of formula they follow, maybe not.
1: Well, it's interesting cuz like when you get to a crime scene, it's a uh it's a panoramic scenery. So you're using your phone to look everywhere, and you're trying to describe to the other people, and they're pulling, like, these cards from a little deck. And then you scan all those cards um, to see, like, if it's a clue or not. So that little – that, like, sets the foundation for the case. Gotcha. But then, like, let's say you miss one, or, like, maybe your 10-year-old is the one telling you what they're seeing, right? Like (laughs) – you might have missed something right so it's uh it's tough but I, it's been fun we've had a good experience with it uh i think we'll you got play you it 20 again bucks worth. yeah i mean yeah it's um to the point where like you know they're like oh there's expansions i'm like <laughs> are there <laughs> right <laughs> so so we'll see if we keep uh, picking it back up and playing it um And then, um, I think, um, so those are, and then I guess one more game that we didn't play together before we get into our together stuff is, um, I got four shuffle to the table about three or four turns in before the little one woke up, and uh, ruined that. But uh, it seemed like my wife liked that concept, grasped it pretty well. That's good. Um, I think four shuffle will come back to the table. Um, but, uh, yes. So that's the stuff that we played when we were not together.
0: So I, I'm going to go through my list and then we can jump to the ones we okay. played together. But I do want to talk about one that we both have played, ne- not necessarily together. And it's not a card game, but it's, or it's, it's, sorry, it's not a board game. It's a card game, but it's also a video game. I, uh, okay. Love the deck builder genre in, in video games. I oftentimes will hunt them down on Steam. And there was one that came pretty highly recommended that released last year called Cobalt Core. Uh, the premise is that you're a bunch of little, and this got you, I'm sure, uh, anthropomorphic animals in space. And you're piloting a ship and you're fighting other ships. And it's basically a deck builder where you're, you know, depending on the Makeup of your party, adding different sets of cards, and they're all asymmetric to your deck and building it over the course of all these battles to face off in three long rounds with a boss at each one. Um, Very roguelike deck builder. You know, the tropes are are very much there. Um, I played the ever-loving shit out of this game for like three weeks and fell in love with it and also sent it to you uh, because it was out on the Switch and was on sale, I believe, at the time. Yes, And my God, that's a good one. So if you, uh, a listener that likes deck building games or roguelike games and you have a Steam deck or you have a Switch or even, you know, on PC, Cobalt Core is phenomenal. Highly recommend it. And it's pretty cheap uh, for what you get. I, I was curious what, I don't know how much more time you had to play it, but I know you were enjoying it at least. So <clears throat> um,
1: I also like um, like being a completionist. And this game does it, I think, better than most. Where like
0: every character has memories. Yes,
1: (laughs) yes, and but also every character has memories to unlock, and then that adds to the story. So, but then there's characters to unlock, and then there's some other ships to unlock, and then um, every character has their own deck, which brings more cards into the mix. So, and then you can mix up the different types of characters and the mix up of your party. Because you can only pick three people to go on a voyage, and um, the progression just is just great. Yeah, just when you think like you've got a good like I told you like I had a good deck going into the one night, right? I lost. I did, I couldn't beat the end. But the end, uh, the the core, it killed me because I made one mess play, and yep. Um. And so like, the one
0: damn character it, you knew you did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you the one character. And the one character overheats. Like it's like a, a heat manipulation. Spike. So like the, yeah. So like the powers are strong, but you have to monitor your heat. And then while you're taking hits, it's it was a tough thing. And I miscalculated by one energy. The boss had one health left. I miscalculated by oh, one. Oh man! I was so so mad.
0: So there's a at, one of the ships. You get these things called Jupiter drones. Did you unlock that one? Uh. No, not yet. So the the ship, you know how? So there's one of the characters, Isaac, and he basically gives you. He does like, the the missiles, attack drones yes. and missiles yes. and yeah. So there's a a ship that just has drones built in, and every turn you draw one card, and for one cost you can put one of these drones out, just like you would one of the turrets. But when you play an attack card, the drone fires that attack, not just like a basic attack, and so. Oh. I unlock that ship. Uh, I don't remember how I unlocked it. I can't remember how that, because I have them all unlocked at this point. And I use spike with that ship and just utterly decimate things. Like I'll do turns where I'll I'll shoot for 14 damage in one turn, 15. Like it's insane how much damage that thing puts out. Uh, it doesn't have a big hull and it doesn't have a ton of shields but my god the damage output and with spike you have to manage your heat just like you said but it's so much fun to do between dizzy and spike with the acid uh corrosion or whatever it is and then the, the heavy yeah. damage is, it's great but i just wanted to highlight that as a fantastic deck builder if you do play those style yeah, you... of games you know in video games that's a that is a real winner yeah you have
1: Recommended to me some of the most um, fun, I guess, the most fun games I've played in a long time on the
0: console. Like Inscription uh, was another one.
1: Well, yeah, my so I had a, I Inscription already pre-ordered because I was I was told about that one, but but you told me about Banners of Ruin, which was the anthropomorphic. Yep, that one was characters pretty good. <clears throat> I played that. Oh, did I play that? Cobalt Core. Now, did you tell me about Cult of the Lamb too? Yes. That game's so, amazing. So, like, you know, these games. So, I I always take your recommendations. Um, I regret taking your recommendations for some of them just because I end up playing them and I can't
0: stop <laughs> playing them. But, but they're good games, nonetheless. Oh uh, well, I have about ten more, but I'll just keep them in my back pocket for when I need to screw your life up. <laughs> After that? I just got done crying about not being able to play more games. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, so the other things I played, uh, I got some spicy in not that long ago with the family, and also I think at the office we played, uh, we talked a little bit about that, that one's starting to become a a real hit wherever we play it. Same thing with Gap, Um, I didn't mention Gap, but we played Gap. Yes, that was on my list too, we played some of that uh, at the office again, that was fun, I really did Gap, it's a great game. Um, I got to play the game with my wife. We were looking for something quick, and that always is our like go-to card game. So uh, we finished the first game under ten cards. Second game, it was a complete shit show, and we did not do well. Um, my daughter uh, wanted to play a game one night, and she has a classic game right game called Go Nuts for Donuts. She has loved that game for a long time. So we got out that. It's a little bit of a, a bidding game or is that a drafting best game? Right, no? Uh, no, I don't think that's Adrian you. No? no, I can't remember who developed Go Nuts for Donuts. Um, but it's very simple, very fun. Oh, that uh, was the Cupcakes and collection. Monsters, right? Was him. Yes, yeah, yeah, Creatures and Cupcakes was, was yeah. Adrian's. Uh, the one that I I think I started our interview off with, which yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should have, but uh, I needed to ask about it. Um, so those are all the, the ones I played with family. I also played some solo games, the White Castle bunch. I'm still trying to beat the damn solo mode it's so hard but I love that game I could play that forever and never get sick of it it's so good and it plays so fast so you can re-rack it quick which keeps you coming back for more um, and I got to play Honeybuzz solo I have not tried Honeybuzz solo before um, I got it set up and I got through one game uh, I think I did I can't remember if my math was right but I'm pretty sure I beat the sort of normal difficulty uh, you basically have to complete a whole bunch of ad- objectives and score points on top of that to be able to to finish the game. Um, there's a lot of game in a small package in Honey Buzz. I think we're going to have to try that with our game group. I think people are going to dig that one. It's fun. Nice. Um, yeah, I actually PGA. picked it up. Oh, go ahead. I, pick, I
1: So, um, again, like I said, I was out this weekend before the snow, and... Um, Walmart had one copy of Honey Buzz floating around like randomly. I found it in one of the aisles, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder if this is on clearance." Do
0: so I took buzzing it up. Around? Yeah.
1: Did I say buzzing <laughs> around or no? Zing. No. Zing. I just had uh, to sneak
0: that in there. We gotta get our dad jokes in when we can.
1: And uh, I was like, so I threw it in the cart. I was like, oh, if this thing's under thirty bucks, it's coming home. And uh, it was not on clearance, so I guess it was part of their oh. new reset. So uh, I. Uh, I put it back um, so
0: you will dig this game it's uh, polyamino-esque spatially puzzle okay. and and nice. worker placementy mix and like when okay. you place your bees in the hive boxes you have to place one more bee than there are bees in that box and so like you're constantly looking for efficient actions okay which regardless is of color which you actually but, want to do yep regardless okay. of color <clears> okay <throat> So it's it's uh there's some as you would say, some crunch in that honeycomb. It's nice. it's very, very good. So nice, we will I'm definitely looking forward have to, to it. try it. Um on BGA I got two games and I've been playing the ever loving crap out of both of these games. Uh Far Shuffle, you mentioned. I noticed they added that, so I've been playing that lately and uh I've been enjoying it a lot. However, I'm finding some actual what I think are real imbalances in the game and I went and checked last night on BGG just to see if other people are experiencing the same thing as me and my god deer are overpowered <laughs> uh, if you can get deer with lynx or deer with wolves you're going to score a boatload of points so one of the strategies when playing that game is to either get those or eight draft them away and hold on to them so your opponent can't get them because they just straight up make your score go nuts uh, there are some counters but not a lot but I'm finding that game to be a little squirrely on balance, and it's very, very luck dependent. Um, what, what I mean by that is basically, do you draw those cards or not? Because yeah. you don't know what you're drawing from the deck, and most people will not put those out in, into the, uh, you know, the meadow in the middle or whatever it's called. So you have to be pretty aggressive with drafting cards throughout the game. You can't just play your hand, but. I still think Far Shuffle is a great game. I've been having a lot of fun with it. I think I won one game and lost two or three so far. So I'm just getting my bearings underneath me. I keep forgetting the rule that when you want to get like that extra effect from discarding uh, cards of the same color as like the extra effect, that they all the cards that you discard have to be that color, not just one of them. That has screwed me in like three games so far because I could have played extra cards and couldn't do it. So I'm learning. Uh, and the last one I played the, before we get to our shared stuff was Gnar. Um, Nar is a release, and this is a little spoiler for lists coming up, uh, coming out in 2024, or came out in 2023, but it's going to be available for retail here in the U.S. in 2024. Um, this is a really quick, fun sort of en- engine builder, tableau builder game with a Viking theme. You are drafting cards to build sort of your cadre of Vikings, and every time you draft a card of a color, it triggers all other cards of that color, and you can get some benefits from that. Uh, Bracelets, which allow you to take an extra action at the end of your turn to produce uh, more resources. You can get recruits, which sort of function as tokens that allow you to get to destinations or draw from any uh, color on the pile. Uh, You can also get um, reputation, which helps you automatically earn victory points per turn, as well as actual victory points the balance every turn is between drafting those cards and drafting these uh, destinations or locations that you can take. And those add to the top of your uh, little player board in front of you so that every time you use those bracelets, you'll basically create more production for yourself. Um, it's really, really good. Small decision space, but some really tight, solid decision making in a very small package. I think this game is going to be something that gets played pretty regularly with us, um, but we'll see. But I I've been playing. I think I have seven games in now on BDG. Yeah, it, I really dig. <clears throat> it really looks fun and solid. And again, yeah. small boxy. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm looking for with a lot of the stuff we seem to get anymore. You know, there's plenty of big box stuff out there. The time issue that you mentioned earlier. We're not playing. You know, Age of Innovation. We're not playing Ti4. Like we're, we just don't have the time for those. So we're not a lot playing of the, Arc Nova. Right, like yeah, uh, and and I want to play more of that too. Like that's something absolutely on the list for 2024 in my mind. But the reality is, like a lot of those smaller box games can still have a lot of that crunch we look for, and just a better tighter package in terms of time. So NAR is high on that list for me. Uh, Let's jump into the ones that we played. Uh, We'll start with Noobs in Space. So give us the the two, you know one or two minute premise and then just let me know what you thought of it. Cause I, I had, I had some opinions. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> um, so
1: I, the, w- what happened here was, um, I was watching, uh, probably one of the, um, not necessarily the best games of 2023, but maybe the most unique or weirdest games. Uh, of 2023 lists from somebody on YouTube and this game noobs in space popped up and it felt like it would take uh the the you know my love of the crew into maybe a different direction or I could play it with different audience um that the you know the the audience that I play with the crew maybe would be different so uh, I asked Santa for Noobs in Space, and lo and behold, under the tree was Noobs in Space. And you guys were coming over for New Year's, and I was like, this is perfect. Um, this is this apparently is, is the simplest game. We just shuffle the cards, go. And the game will just tell you how it plays. <laughs> and I... I guess I was expecting a little more the crew, but what I feel like we got was a little more like escape or unlock. Yeah. Yeah, And not not that that's a bad thing, but it just was my expectation was, was one thing. And uh, I think there was a little bit too much repetition of the, Escapy type things in it. For yeah. my taste, I felt same. like they could have added some more puzzles or different puzzles. Um, yep. Well, we blew through <clears throat> the entire game in what was it? An hour and a half, maybe
0: tops. Yeah, yeah, no more than two hours tops. Um, yeah. So that was kind of my commentary too. I echo the same sentiments you just had. Um, if my wife picked up a game a while back on a whim called sky team, and it reminded me of like an escape room mixed with sky team where you're kind of just like all shouting out parts and, you know, you're reading well, your on. part and I'm reading my part.
1: Are you sure it's, uh, are, are you sure it's called sky team? Cause I, isn't sky team the new two player with the airplanes?
0: I er, could be wrong. Yeah. Sorry. No, uh, space team. That's it. Space, space team. team. Okay. Thank you. All yeah. Right. Yeah, wrong game. I want Sky Team. <laughs> Too many games on the brain. Yeah, yeah uh, sorry. it was Space Team. It reminded me a little bit of like that mixed with an escape room. But it, my biggest complaint, and it, you know, I, honestly, I had fun playing it. Not like the most fun I've ever had playing a game, but like it was fine. It, like it was something to do. It was yeah. Again, I thought different.
1: I thought for like a you know two couples playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it occupied us. We weren't. We didn't hate it. It wasn't like oh my god, this is you know the search for Planet X. Um <laughs> and um <laughs> sorry, I just had to get that one in there. You watch um, your slander's mouth. But um but like but again, like I said, I just was expecting something wasn't mad at what we got, but was like, eh, okay. And then we, we beat it, right? We're done. And I was like, Okay, so now this can you know this can be passed along, you know?
0: It's one of yeah, those. Yes, that, that's kind of my comment to at the end was just like now what do I do with this because like you're not going to play it again with somebody because you kind of know it already you would have to wait like a year till it leaves the memory <laughs> and even then it might jog so it's like this is just yeah. go to the purge pile do we pass this on to some other couple like what do you do with it but it all depends like how much did you pay do you care
1: <laughs> no <laughs> I mean, yeah like I, I guess like I said I was expecting something but you know but yeah I yeah. think this will come in for for the work it was novel, had,
0: yeah, yeah, and and it probably stops there. So at least we gave it a shot. Uh, yeah. The other one we got to play was Sea Salt and Paper, which I picked up at PAX this year and was looking forward <coughs> to trying with you guys. And shout out to your wife who posted the highest single turn score I've seen thus far, even with playing on BGA. She threw up twenty points in the first round and proceeded to smash us that game. Yeah, uh, but I'm really liking Sea Salt and Paper. I think I have a little bit of quibbles with some of the luck based strategy around it like there are some games where well we we just had this happen at the office during the week where you just yoinked a mermaid out of my hand like it's it is it is what it is and you just have to well, accept it but if you can that game is, is fun
1: and, and uh, there's a little bit of card counting that people need to do I think in that game when it comes to their oh, choices yeah, on sure. discarding and I don't know if anyone or everyone has that necessarily ability or that they see that right off the bat, you know. Or care enough to do so. Or, yeah, or, or give yeah. two
0: flying ones, right? Those um, two try-hards playing against a bunch yeah. of schmoes, you know, that have never played it before and don't really yeah. give a shit if they win or lose. But, yeah. Uh, no, I, I and, agree. There's definitely some of that.
1: And I – and you know what's so funny? I – I feel like this is the next cat in the box for me. Um, I love it. I will always play it. But I am so horrible at it. Like, I don't know why. Um, there's just something about, like,
0: I don't get it with this I, one. I, so I noticed something when we were playing <laughs> with, and I think you, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seemed like you were going for a lot of the duo cards early so you could set yourself up for, like, chain plays later in the game. Am I right? I was trying that strategy, and I thought I, it I went and, felt and viable. Tried. Yes, I tried the same thing multiple times in BGA, and I've lost every time I've tried that. Like, you have to combine that with a little bit of the set collection, and you also just need a little bit of that whimsical luck that comes along yeah. sometimes with well, the cards.
1: We, but we you know, know that that doesn't happen to me. So, yeah. like, I have to play despite that being a factor.
0: You pulled a mermaid out of my hand. You got your your wand yeah. for the year. You've used it up, but I, I don't know. I, I for twelve yeah. bucks and no you I, know, the laughs that come with it, I think I've had I, a good time so far, and I think I love the. I get to decide when the round end mechanic in that game that, the most. That is scary awesome in that game. Yeah. Like it's, um, you're on your edge of your seat.
1: in a yeah.
0: nerdy kind of way. <laughs> yeah, and it's I kind like of, it. Yeah, yeah. And again,
1: I, I'm I'm putting this in the cat in the box category, like. I will play it anytime someone wants to play it. I just know going into it, I'm going to try my all, and it has nothing to do with that.
0: (laughs) I'm still going to lose. That's what I mean, yeah. like You you can play it pretty well. I mean, you certainly can help yourself, but you can't win on your own strengths and skills in this game. There's just some of that luck of the draw. Which again, if you if you know that going in and you're okay with that, you can have a good time and that's kind of all it is. But I don't hate this wants.
1: game at all. I love this game. I think it's fantastic. Yep. I, I think I it's a, a beautifully
0: beautifully crafted game. Except for that cardstock. What the hell are you doing, Pandasaurus, with that cardstock? Ugh. It's like they took a a an oak tree and just <laughs> found the, the best rip saw they could yeah. and cut thin sheets it's just so bad hopefully uh mine don't warp too much but if it does whatever it's 12 more bucks no big deal yeah but you have to
1: you have to shuffle that four times in order to do one shuffle yeah and they're so rigid and thick it's 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 bad yep there's no coding weird it's bad it's like pieces of cardboard it really is (laughs) like it's bad it really is
0: all right we are almost at an hour. Let's get through our lists here. And All right. We'll talk a couple crowdfunding games and call it a night. So we're going right. to start with uh, the top 25, or top yeah, top 25, top five 2023 releases. Uh, I'll get us rolling here. So honorable mentions, I'm assuming you I, have one.
1: I don't have honorable mentions for two of the three lists. I thought it was too hard to pick my honorable mention. And it was right. almost a disservice, so. <laughs> I've got
0: I've got them for once. Usually I'm okay. the one that forgets. So I'll start with my honorable mention. Uh, top five 2023 releases honorable mention for me is Earth. We got to play it uh, once, and I played it a couple times on BGA as well. Um, I think Earth is a beautiful representation of Microsoft Excel, uh, but I love it. And I, I really enjoy the tableau building. I but my thing with that game that I probably love the most, and this is the thing that people complain about the most, I think, with it, is that it's your turn when it's not your turn, and you are just constantly, constantly doing shit, even when you it's not it's not your turn. Um, the way that game does the action selection, you're just flowing through turns, you're flowing through things, your cards trigger, you have to pay attention it's one of those games where like I sit down and I'm just focused on it until it's over, and I just had a lot of fun playing that. I thought it was a good, uh, a good design, and even though it's reductive, uh, saying it's like Microsoft Excel, it is Microsoft Excel, you're just optimizing your tableau, and again, it's another one of those <laughs> like super solitaire games. But if I'm going to play one, it's probably going to be Earth, because I just really enjoyed it. So that was the honorable mention for me. If and... you do not have one, feel free to start us on number five.
1: Moving right into number five. My number five is Earth. Uh, <laughs> are <you serious>? Earth, <laughs> yes, Earth is my number five. Um, which was Which is why it was hard to do an honorable mention because yeah, there are there was there was a lot. But so, um, Earth, um, is a beautiful tableau building combo tastic, um, just you don't have any downtime whatsoever to the point where you are going to miss stuff depending on how much you build and how combo-tastic you make your tableau. Um, you may, and, and because of how fast and how much this game has in it on a turn, uh, you, you definitely won't know who won until till it's officially over. Um,
0: yeah, we played because... live together, and I had no freaking idea who was going to win. Like, oh you my just, God you can't
1: and I I told you several times I missed so much of my stuff just because of how I almost too. I, I almost over engineered my excel file right to the point where I couldn't even manage it, right You have to um, because it's crazy because you you almost can't min max that game. And that is something that I, um, I feel like I'm pretty good at that, like, in games. And you can't do that in this. The math is too hard because you don't, like, it, it, there's too many steps to the equation to do it on the fly. I'm sure so, there's some
0: beautiful minds out there that make I'm it sure, work. I'm but sure. Like, for, for us. Yeah, but I'm a dogs, dummy. But I'm a dummy. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like we have to, go mushroom. Yeah, and, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> from there we just see how it goes. But we we yeah, I both blessing. I think we both can see you know combos in games. That's one thing. Yeah, people that you know, like Brad said that before. Even though he does it with with uh, furnace, but like we yeah. rain man out some stuff in those games, and I, I I could see our board sort of making that happen as we go. Yeah. But yeah, it's it was a great release this year. I thought it was a lot of fun. Plus, to play. I think I'd it's like
1: to play it more. is, um, it it's beautiful um yeah it really is it's well it's well produced even the retail you don't need the deluxified you know cadillac edition it doesn't hurt that <laughs> definitely doesn't hurt the um, Wudo edition. yes but um but yeah my number five uh, earth
0: nice so i'm sticking with the earth theme and i'm going number five forest shuffle um gotten to play more of that lately we had fun with it at pax Uh, I think there's a great game in there. I do think, I said earlier, there's some balancing issues that need to be worked out. I know they're working on an expansion. I think it's called Alpine, if I remember correctly. Um, So maybe they're going to fix some of those issues in there. And Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there aren't issues and we just need to play more games to get more data, but um, I'm having fun with it regardless. I think every game you play, there's a nice little puzzle in there to solve with what you get available to you. Uh, That's my number five. And for those who don't know about it, check it out. It's, uh, you know, like 35 bucks. You're going to get a lot of hours out of Forest Shuffle for 35 bucks.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I love Forest Shuffle. I think it's a fantastic game. And
0: spoiler alert, we'll probably talk
1: about it again.
0: (laughs) I assumed as much. All
1: right, my number four um, is probably the uh, worst named game of 23 so it would be number one on that list although it's number four on the top release list for me uh and that is star wars deck building game (laughs) yeah that is officially its title on the box um however wonder what it is (laughs) however if you can get past the name and you are a Star Wars fan, you will love this game. Uh, even if you're not a deck building fan, if you're a Star Wars fan, you will learn to love deck building, and this game will teach you how amazing and awesome deck building games are. We Star played Wars, this the deck building the game, year, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. This was good. I I dug this one. This one. Um, and I'm not a Star Wars person. Uh, uh, exactly. And, but what it does for someone just lost a lot of listeners from that comment. So I'm
1: sorry. (laughs) No, It's okay. (laughs) Um, but what it does that I think is really sort of, uh, adjusts some of the deck building tropes is the fact that the shared card pool, uh, if it's a good guy card, it has something that's facing the bad guy player or the empire player. That they could destroy or do something and, and work with it in the, in the center shared row. And vice versa. There could be Empire cards that are in the center row where the Rebels can interact with those. Plus the, the base drafting that you can go through in the beginning of the game. Where you pick three bases that you think. And then you build your deck around the strategies of your bases. Um, the Force track I think is cool. It's minor in my mind. Um, unless you're really going Force-heavy. But yeah, uh, I've enjoyed every time I've played it. Everyone I've taught it to has enjoyed it. My son's enjoyed it. You've liked it. Um, I've taught it to a few others. Um, Again, it it, it has enough uniqueness to a deck building that it's worth uh, owning, regardless of how many other deck builders you have, and especially if you're a Star Wars fan. So
0: Star Wars deck building game, number four. Good choice. I had fun playing that. Like I said, not a Star Wars person, but I enjoyed the mechanics of it too. So, uh, Number four I already talked about earlier, and that is NAR, officially 2023 release. So I may be cheating a little bit because I can't get the physical copy, but I've played enough of this on PGA and read enough about it that uh, it's high up on my list for the year. I think this is another one of those, like I said, small box games that's going to be a big hit and get a lot of replay value, which is something I value greatly in games anymore. Um, I really enjoy the theme, uh, the execution's great, and the price point's great, so for bang for your buck, and lots of fun, I think NAR is a winner, that's my number four for my top five 2023 releases, back to you. Number three for me, we talked about uh, in our
1: post-packs recap, uh, and this was one of Stonemaier's big releases for 2023, and that is Expeditions, set in the world of Scythe. Uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about Expeditions again in the very near future because we are bringing it back to the table. Uh, Ex- uh, Expeditions is under a, four hours this time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Expedition is a uh, I, would you call it an engine or more of a combo building action selection? Yeah, um, it's more
0: of an exploration. Uh, yeah. You know, tableau building in a way, deck building. Yeah, but then, but the tableau
1: resets every time. So if you get more cards yep. that will work better in your tableau, you can always do that down the road. Um, and it, it's got um, the, the the race mechanic of Scythe, where you're trying to get your stars out with certain uh, objectives, whether that's regions explored or. Uh, uh, what was it? Is it is it is it lessons taught or lessons learned? I forget what the the quest or quest completed. Right, it's quests. Yes. Yep. Um, or upgrades, amount of upgrades, or you know, just amount of cards that you have in your in your arsenal. Um, and the uh, the mechs are asymmetric. Uh, then the characters and the companions that power and work along with the uh, the pilot of said mech. Are also asymmetric, so, um, but they do sort of give you a little bit of a strategy between your your pilot and your mech on sort of how you can uh, take advantage of the of of them to advance your game and potentially win the race, uh, and that's Expeditions, my number
0: three. Yeah, I'm looking forward to giving it another shot, and I think we'll probably play it more than once this year. I feel like there's enough game there to explore and I don't feel like we've seen enough of it yet to to say we've really had a true expedition into expeditions oh look at that look, look at, at that. you all right number three. yes expedition no that doesn't work <laughs> number three uh I had a great time with this game many times last year I put this game in front of a whole lot of people last year and everybody had a great time with it and laughed and it just became like an instant hit and that is that's not a hat Um, (laughs) i knew that was gonna be on your list it's (laughs) a deck of cards
1: (laughs) i added it removed it added it removed it yeah
0: (laughs) it's a deck of cards with crudely drawn pictures of objects on them and all you need to do is remember yours The problem is you're not going to keep yours for long. You're going to pass it in either left or right direction, and you're going to get another card back, and then you need to remember that plus the one you passed, and that goes on and on and on until uh, one player is wrong three times and they lose the game, similar to Cockroach Poker, in that there's only one loser, which I, for some reason, love that mechanic. Um, (laughs) It is amazing that in a social setting with this game, you will forget the card that was dealt to you within... Fifteen seconds of you flipping that card over. Uh, I have seen so many people just break down in laughter because their memory is that poor. Um, we've had games where people are calling out objects that weren't even in the game, and somehow or, people believe them and allowed the card to pass. And it just or were face up in front of them yes. as you pass it to them,
1: <laughs> and yet they still were like, oh, okay, and they've moved it a lot.
0: Yeah, like just some hilarious moments, yeah. and it has. You know, a lot of times those games are just kind of like a gimmicky thing. This one has the replayability. It's fun enough to bring back out every so often. It's not something you could play every day, I don't think, um, maybe with the right group, but it's just one of those rare uh, $10, $12, absolute hit-with-all-group type of small box card games that works perfectly. Um, that's my number three, and that is not a hat. Ryan, get ready. My number two. Ooh. Is a co-op.
1: What? My number two is a co-op. what did you do with Ken? And where is he? It probably has a little bit to do with my number one. And now, uh, but, but I want to get it back to the table very quickly and play it more. And that is Disney animated. I really loved this game. Um, in Disney Animated, you are all a bunch of animators trying to finish movies while quelling the villains of said uh, animations. We played it once together uh, w- with the couples. Um, I really enjoyed the action selection. It gave me like the Arc Nova vibes, right? Um, but then with the beautiful components from Funko Games uh, and later finding out that our buddy Ashwin Uh, because I don't think his name is on the box um, or anything that says, like, you know, from the designer of the wolves, right? Um, It really... uh, It just was such a special game last year for me, um, and that is Disney Animated.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling this would show up on your list, uh, but I wasn't sure because it's a co-op. But yes, this was a very novel, interesting game. Um, It was simple enough that and has the Disney theme so pretty much anybody can approach it but when we played it uh, in a family setting you and I had enough there to be like okay I can play this. There was enough depth to it to be enjoyable Um, and also I really dig like the production of that is really unique and distinct. There aren't a lot of games that do that type of like um, building art um, using cells like they, they really leaned into the theme mechanically and it worked really well, which doesn't happen often, especially for cooperative games. Like, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I would say more often than not, it does not. This time it did. and that, Which is kind of surprising to me in a Disney theme. But a lot of times those, you know, most most IP games sometimes feel forced. And I think we're seeing that decline, and this is a great example of that. So, good choice. Yeah, I think the
1: bar has been, is, is high if you're going to do an uh, an IP game nowadays
0: yeah you know yeah I mean and... there's a lot out there now <laughs> and there's more yeah. coming this year a lot more so um, number two for me was a, a very thoughtful gift from you and one of my favorite games I played all year and that is sale. Uh, Also cooperative. This is a two-player trick-taking game that's cooperative. That's right, you heard me. A trick-taking cooperative game. That is not a very common thing to see in card games, but this one has it, and my god, it pulls it off to absolute perfection. You are a little boat, or I guess a large boat back in those days, sailing across the ocean from a starting point to a destination. Uh, There are eight scenarios included in the box, or sorry, seven seven eight something like that plus an expansion you can buy with an additional seven or eight scenarios Uh, you are sailing across the sea avoiding islands and of a kraken that is lurking around just about every area of the map trying to sink your ship uh it is a silent game so you're not allowed to communicate you can however pass each other one card at the beginning of the round to help communicate some things Um, You're playing cards to take tricks, uh, but you can only take four tricks until the round's over. So basically, if I took four tricks, the round ends, or if my partner took four tricks, the round ends. So you're trying to balance it so that you can take a total of seven tricks, one player with three, one player with four, to maximize your opportunities to move your ship. Um, At the same time, the Kraken is actively damaging your ship, and if the Kraken deck ever just has the Kraken card in it, you lose the game. Uh, You also have to get past these Storms, or you lose the game, You also have to get to the end by round five or you lose the game. You're getting the theme here. It's very, very, very difficult. However, (laughs) um, it is extremely fun. Very, very well done. Uh, Probably one of the best, like, sit down on a rainy day with a cup of coffee and play a good co-op game where you're not forced to overthink too much but still use your brain, and the best part is it's silent, so you don't have to talk a lot. But after every game, you whether you got it or you didn't, uh, there's a lot of conversation that happens after, and that's one of the most engaging parts of this game. The art is beautiful. It's not terribly expensive. It's an all-play title. Cheers to them for putting out some really good stuff this year. Sale is my number two top uh, five 2023 release. I am really,
1: really glad that this hit the way it did. Oh, you, you couldn't
0: have picked a better one,
1: buddy. Um and again, it was your it was your you said to me you're like I'm really liking I thought like I really like what I'm reading on this game and I'm not going to buy it. And I was just like it was like it was it, like you pulled on my heartstrings and I was like, "Well, it's not coming out till October." It's not, you know, super crazy. I was like, "All right, let's do it." You know, make your October. So
0: you hit a I would run. have
1: never. I would have never looked at it deeper if you didn't like really gush about it prior. So.
0: I ch- I've had you... <laughs> a lot of hopes for it, and it panned out, and I'm very excited to. I mean, it's going to be a while till we finish it, but I, I very much okay. want to give it to you to play with with your wife because I guarantee you guys will dig this. It's just so much nice. fun.
1: All right, my number one. And as I mentioned, uh, 2023. Was the year of Disney in in, in my life. <laughs> and uh, not only did my youngest son fall in love with The Jungle Book and Lion King, so that is nonstop uh, on the TV in our house. Thank you, Disney Plus. Uh, my number two is Disney Animated, and my number one is the uh, Disney Lorcana trading card game.
0: What a uh, surprise. I. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know, if you've you've listened to the last couple episodes, I've been on this uh, resurgence uh, playing a CCG. Um, I'm I'm just about done with my sealed league. I've got two weeks uh, of that to go. Going into my first constructed Lurkana tournament on the twentieth, um, I've got a deck I'm working on. I'm about I don't know ten cards shy of having it complete. Um going into another league of potentially constructive, which I may or may not do. Um, but then that will take us right into the release of the third set, which then will start another sealed league. So uh, I might be taking a little break going into it, but um, I have been in love with this game. I've been enjoying the way it plays and it's scary that I'm into another CCG, but, but yeah, uh, the, the product is solid. Um, and the game is great.
0: And that is... Lord I'm God. glad you're enjoying it as much as you are. And yes, I'm terrified that you're playing another CCG. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if if uh, the League stuff pans out, it's it's nice to be a part of those things. And, like, you pay for it, but you also get a lot out of it, right? Like, just like yeah. a game group, it's it's... camaraderie and fun and competition and those things are hard to replace yeah i'm getting to meet
1: i'm getting to meet you know 10 11 other people that um i never met before there was only one guy i met before right that he was at the (coughs) he was part of the Keyforge league (coughs) other than that um everyone else is brand new um most of them were at the release events and then stuck around to stay in the in the league and uh it's been cool to get to know people get to meet people you know we're laughing you know we're making jokes we're starting to get to know each other uh it's it's fun um and it's something that I haven't had necessarily at that level right since like yeah. what, 2019 you know
0: it's been a while <laughs> so. that's good uh i had a feeling that would be number 1 and from all accounts the game sounds solid too so you you carry on my wayward son keep buying those cards <laughs> alright to wrap up our top 5 2023 releases I am going to list my number 1 is the White Castle uh, I've been looking forward to this game for a while I picked it up at PAX I've done nothing but play it since uh, I got one 2 player game in uh, actually 2 2 player games in with Kirby uh, so I have played it against another human being that is correct not just solo like a like a bum um, I think this game is a a chef's kiss of design. It is tight, it is fast, it is full of hard decisions, it is simplistic in its mechanics, it is uh, incredibly variable in its setup, and it all comes in under $40. bucks. It is one of the best games I've played in a while. Uh, it has elements of Euro-ish engine building and, um, you know, sort of that get my workers out and uncover more bonuses and production goes up, but not in a way that puts you to sleep. Um, it's a beautiful production. The game is, you know, a Japanese uh, political intrigue at court is not something that I'm terribly interested in, but uh, it doesn't really bring the game down. Um, sometimes Steam can really affect the game. I don't think that's the case here. It's just gorgeous, and I love it, and I can't wait to Play a whole bunch of it this year. I'm going to continue to play it solo until I can beat that damn AI. Uh, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to playing with other people. I'm very curious to hear what you, in particular, have to think, um, knowing that you dislike euros sort of that have boring themes well, like this. But we will see because I don't think <laughs> this fits the mold. So that is my number one. A very tough decision for me between that and sale. But I think if I had to step back and look objectively at the top releases for the year, the white castle trumps it just because it's got a broader approach than a cooperative two player trick taker. So that's my number one. And there's my reasons.
1: Yeah. I am actually very excited to try this one. You keep building it up. Um, you know, I've been sending you a couple euros that I've been interested in. (laughs) Dipping that (laughs) toe, buddy. Dipping that toe. If, um, in the Thames it's not just if it's not just beige cubes the resurgence I think maybe I could I like something again
0: yeah no I I think the (laughs) I think the White Castle
1: is a beautiful production yes it is it's
0: well it's coming a long way I think they're starting to realize that's Devere right yeah yeah, that's the other thing to mention like as as yeah. publishers go, they have one hell of a twenty twenty three. There were some fantastic yeah. games put out by DeVere this year in the White Castle. DeVere's a beast team, right now. Awesome. Like <laughs> Yeah, they really
1: are. Just the fact that you see that little blue logo, you're gonna look at it twice. You know, you're gonna pick yep. it up, you're gonna read. You know, no doubt.
0: Yep, and Shay and Israel who produce or who developed the White Castle also did the Red Cathedral, so now I'm kind of intrigued to try that. And they have some more coming next year, so I think The red Cathedral is like super heavy in comparison, right? Uh, It's it's not as quick as the White Castle, um, which is one of the the strengths of the White Castle is that Euros like that tend to run long and give you that feeling that we've gotten to the bottom of with you that you hate, which is I've played for two and a half hours and had this grandiose plan and someone just shit on it and now I basically am not even (laughs) playing this game for the next 90 minutes. This game plays Uh, when I play solo. I'm done in 20 minutes, and it's 20 minutes of like heavy decision making and combos galore. And so I think that'll help. But yeah, so a lot of a lot of heavy breathing, a lot of heavy breathing. Oh, you'll you'll yeah, (laughs) there'll be fog in the air. There's gonna be plenty. All right. For the sake of time, let's jump into uh, our top five games of the year. These don't necessarily have to come out in 2023. These are just the things that we played throughout 2023 that we loved. Uh, I'll kick us off with an honorable mention, Tapestry. So you got us introduced nice. to that game last year. I shit on it right away and <laughs> felt like my shitting was not warranted. Uh, <clears throat> and I dove in on BGA and started playing a whole bunch. And, and now you've played more around. than any of us combined. I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. I have a lot more respect for Tapestry now. Um, I do think that it is not a balanced game at its core, and I think that's okay if you know what you're getting going in. I think you can work around it in some cases, but not all, and I know they're retconning some of the rules and, and releasing some stuff well, yeah, to there's overwrite a... some of that. So There was
1: a new package just released last week that balances the entire game again.
0: Yeah. so <laughs> Tapestry is a hell of a game and deserves a lot of playthroughs. That's another one I hope we play some more in 2024 and is my honorable mention. All right. So the fact that I didn't do an honorable mention
1: for this category just because, again, there were so many to choose from, I just I, – I couldn't pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to give a little bit of context around my five picks, um, I looked at um, – a little bit more on the experience of it. Uh, and 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 they'll have a little bit of story, a little background behind. Um, and then um, I, I mixed in fun a little bit more with these picks too than, than the other list. Not that I didn't have fun with the other list, but I'm just saying as far as like this list too. Uh, so my number five, uh, which I believe you sort of, talked about something similar earlier in the episode and I mentioned a joke about it but that is uh, G.I. Joe the deck building game Um, (laughs) again another horrible title
0: (laughs) I have seen nothing but positives about this game so far like but but it sounds great
1: I have uh, I have all of it that has been produced Um, I've and I've played it one time but that one experience playing with my cousin uh, and my son uh, was awesome this year. And I'm so glad I finally got it to the table. Um, it, it It is, uh, it plays like the cartoon show that we used to watch as, as children um, that I will from time to time go back and rewatch as an adult. <laughs> but um G.I. Joe deck building is uh, a very well done, uh, again, does it differently than most. It's fully cooperative. Um, you versus Cobra, basically. And you're building a deck of Joes, a deck of vehicles, deck of uh, weapons and actions. Uh, and you're basically trying to take down Cobra on, on a specific mission track um, that is uh, thematic to uh, some of the biggest story arcs in the history of the G.I. Joe cartoon. Show from the late 80s, and then yeah, my number five
0: GI Joe deck building game. Yeah, like I said, I've seen nothing but like super positive feedback about this. Uh, and it's not something that I would think I would have any interest in, but just seeing all the reports and yeah, like GI Joe's fun, like it's just an old an old <laughs> uh, nostalgia thing for us, and is you know, <coughs> would get me interested. So, we definitely have to try this sometime. Um, it's funny. Deck builder wise, when I was going through my top five games of the year, I messed around a little bit with uh, another thing that we're going to talk about when we get to top 50. I'm not going to mention it now, but I think you know what deck builder I'm talking about that we played a few times in 2023. Uh, I didn't put it on this list, though, because there were just too many others to include. Uh, Number five is the old King's Crown. Now, I know this isn't officially out yet. Um, the Kickstarter campaign is done; it funded, and we'll be seeing the uh, final copies of the game delivering in 2024. But I was fortunate enough to reach out to them, and they graced Ken and I with a prototype copy of the game. I forwarded you over some info tonight from a Kickstarter update. They have drastically changed some things, uh, but it looks like all very similar and still for the best for the game's uh, overall gameplay. But I had a lot of fun with this game this year. Uh, we played it three or four times. every time was entertaining. I don't think you lost, so that's good for you. You piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> it was one of the more interesting games I've played in a while. um a little bit of a lane battle or some uh card shuffling, hand management, deck building, political intrigue, just really, really fun. Uh, It fired on all cylinders for me when we played, and it is also one of the most beautiful productions I have ever seen. Uh, Pablo Clark, who we interviewed uh, many episodes back at this point now, uh, did all the illustrations for the game, and that man is a talented artist. Uh, It is beautiful. And I just couldn't stop thinking about this game when I was coming up with this list and thought it deserved a spot, even though uh, there were some others that I played this year that I had more fun with, to your point, um, I think the final version of this game is just going to be one of my all-time favorite games by the end, so that is The Old King's Crown at number five. Well, I probably
1: should have stated too at the beginning. I did not have any crossovers between any of my three lists. I did that intentionally, um, and you are 100% right. The Old King's Crown needs to be on a list. I'm glad it. this one made yours. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't leave it off. I just kept thinking about it. It's just such a fun game. All right. My number four, uh, and I didn't realize it until you started talking a moment ago about my number five pick, um, is another deck building game. And it is another deck building game that we played a few times this year. This is a deck building game that um, our game group really, really enjoys and is extremely Thematic for a deck building game. Uh, this is the one that
0: is my number four
1: tournament fishing.
0: I so toyed with putting this on the list, and uh, I just ended up not doing it. And I, the, I'm glad you did.
1: I, we had so much fun, and it asked to be brought back several times. Right, so Which like doesn't a game always like happen. That, Especially with a deck builder and a deck builder that is very slow. This is a very, again, it's thematic in its nature. It plays literally like as if you're fishing on a dock or on a boat. Like it is unbelievably thematic. I can't, I, I almost can't even explain how thematic it is, right? Like you get so frustrated. And yet when you do land a fish, you're just like, oh, oh my god, that was amazing! That was the greatest thing ever. You just went through six, t- six cards. You had the perfect combo, and you didn't pull a shank, right? Or a, or a what was the hook card? I forget the zap or whatever. A snap on it. the line. Snaps. A snap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and how many times have you have you lost a big one on a snap line? Um, but yeah, tournament fishing, I think, has was such a. Not only is it a beautiful production, this this company did amazing things with this production. Uh, I really hope they can get their stuff in gear and and, and change things around for 2024 and beyond and uh, come back uh, as a, as an organization, as a, as a publisher, as a company. But um, I'm glad I was able to get what I got. And there's a lot of experience still in that box we haven't touched. So I'm excited for
0: more tournament fishing. Yeah, this was... Uh... Very close to being on my list in terms of just raw fun over over the course of the year, we had some (laughs) some real laughs and some big moments. I I will never forget when Joe could not get a fish and finally gets on like a ten pointer, which would pull him back into the race, and his line snaps and he's just cursing and like couldn't believe. (laughs) We're all cracking like it was just like fishing. It had that. It's amazing how they nailed the theme in that game, and it's actually a good game too. It's fun to play. Yeah. So very, very glad that got included. All right, uh, four for me was 12-chip trick. I've talked about this before. Um, I loved playing this the first time we tried it. Couldn't wrap my brain around it. Played a few more games, and it just, we grokked it. And ever since then, I have had fun playing this with everybody we've played with so far. Um, There's something tactile about poker chips that's just fun in and of themselves, Uh, But when you put this game around it, it was just a blast to play. Super small production, very hard to get in the U.S. I had to order this through the Portland Game Collective, so shout out to them if you're interested in imports that come from other countries. This was a Korean publisher, Mandu, um, for 12-Trip Trick. We were able to get that in here for around $30. Um, But this has been a hit with everybody I've played it with, and it keeps coming back to the table. I have a feeling it's going to continue to do so throughout the year this year it's been a blast playing, and I really love it so number four, twelve chip trick top five game of the year and now typically this is where I would
1: add my comments on twelve chip trick however, I'm just gonna go to my number three in this category twelve chip trick <laughs> um <laughs> this game is amazing for being sixteen it really is. chips i so. And it's funny. I didn't. Re- I don't. Re- I. I think I remember you saying like, "Oh, I'm buying this game," and I was like, "Ah, whatever, whatever, okay," you know. And then you played What's it Eno? with a few people. No, 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 no. But you played it with a few people <laughs> at, before I got to play it. And I sat down, and the first thing I do is throw out the red four like an idiot. But I didn't
0: realize what the game was. <laughs> yeah, you. And don't. then
1: you just don't. And then you. And then you quickly are like, oh. And then you're like, oh. And then when you see it again, you're like, oh. And then you're like, oh, my God, this game's amazing. For just how simple it is, the level of strategic depth and just, like, a little bit of that push or luck. Because you don't know if the person behind you is going to screw you or to try to screw the person behind them. Right? <laughs> Cause yes, could really, 100%. Like, that,
0: it's however, the tension there that makes this oh, game juicy. Yes
1: the tent, yeah you could you could cut the tension in this game with a freaking knife it's amazing uh and 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 we've had so much fun in every group in every mix of people that we've taught and played with this game for what four months out of the year yep. something like that yeah like yeah it's 12 chip hit. trick it had to make the list so that was my number 3
0: I'm glad it made it. Uh, I can't wait to play again. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's number so number three for me is one that I've put off buying because I was like, it can't be that good. It can't be as good as everybody says it is. It's not that great. And that's Scout. Uh, I finally got it at PAX this year. <laughs> uh, and my God, that game replaced like three other games. It's good. It's as good as everyone says it is. It is one of the best oink games there is. I've had a blast playing with everybody. It's one of those... It's like one of the ultimate filler games, in my opinion. Like if I had to, you know, a, a fill a, a small bag with filler <sighs> Yeah, games, but you could is...
1: play But you could play Scout all night long.
0: You and, could, and, Like yeah.
1: it, You can't it, get you, tired you of it. You could have Scout night, right? You could have Scout night. That's how good that game is, you know? Yeah,
0: it really is. And, and it's a little pricey for just a small box card game. Oink games are a little bit more expensive, but my God, you get your money's worth out of this. Number three, Scout. It is as good as everyone says it is. Go buy it you you yeah run don't
1: walk it. it's amazing yeah. if you like trick taking if you like getting together with laughs i mean this one's so good it's just so much yeah. fun
0: and there's enough depth there like with yeah. the scout and take you know like or the uh the the show and scout token and scout and show token yeah. god i can't get it right uh you can make some big plays and that it's just so much fun it's such a good
1: game well yeah that's that's almost the that's the hammer right that's almost the trump yes. You know, in that game, it's like when to do the the show and take, or the take and show. Um, It's so good. All right. My number two, um, I'll be honest with you, I couldn't, um, I couldn't have a list uh, or in this case, I couldn't have three lists and not include one of my favorite designers. Uh, This is one of his games that came out this year. I think there was two or three others. Uh, but this is the one that we've played the most. Uh, again, play with different audiences, play with different groups. And this is the one that um, basically takes Guess Who uh, with a pinch of clue and makes both those games enjoyable. Uh, and that is Museum Suspects from Phil Walker Harding. Uh, in this game, you're, uh, you're you're spending clue tokens to look at who didn't do a part of the crime. And ultimately then you're betting on who you think did do the crime. And whoever at the end has, we we reveal then potentially who was the, the person who committed the crime or maybe who didn't, or, or maybe no one committed the crime. And so you're betting on someone not committing a crime just based on the clues that you're able to buy and look at, um, And deduce. Uh, And I thought this was just such a fun game. The components I thought were good for what they were. Um, And it was nice to see, like, sort of Phil's perspective on sort of, like, those old school games that everyone knows how to play. But, like, just adds that little bit of something that makes it just more fun and more sort of more gamery. Right, but not too gamery, right?
0: And that That's museum suspects by number two. Deal with the devil, <laughs> <laughs> because he takes things that are like mediocre and somehow finds some secret sauce to add in to give yeah. them enough depth, enough tension, enough big moments or key plays or whatever to give them what they need to take them over the top to be good. And this is a great example of that. When we sat down to play this early in the year, I think it was, I was like, Meh when we started. I was like, I, I don't I played a lot of Guess Who when I was eleven. I'm done with that. And the more we <laughs> played, the more I saw, Oh, there's the Phil I know. And by the end yeah. it was it was fun. It's just fun. And it's one of those ones where I don't have to come in. Like, it's not even me. It's more like, let's say my wife does not have to come in and be a brain burning game. She can sit down and think a little bit but still have a lot of fun. And that's the balance he gets in his games that make them target exclusives, right? That makes them so approachable. So yeah, good pick. I didn't even think about this game, but it is very fun. And you are, between that and Summer Camp, that man has you. I swear he could he could release uh toilet yeah, paper with yeah. your face on it and you probably buy it at this point. Yeah,
1: Phil uh Phil's got my number. <laughs> yeah, he does.
0: He does. We have to get him back on again. All right, uh, my next two are going to be quick. Number two is Sale. I don't have anything else to say. Or sorry, number two is White Castle. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about White Castle. Uh-oh. Beautiful game. that means your number production. one Sale. <laughs> my number one is Sale, yes. Uh, I'll just say quick, and, and I'll let you get yours out of the way. Um, Sale ca- topped White Castle for my top five games of the year because I really enjoy playing co-op games with my wife, and we just had such a good time playing this game. Um... I yeah, she know wants to murder you win. less when you're on the same team, right? Oh, she still yells at me all the time <laughs> for playing the wrong cards because I don't think turns through. You, you, she, you, should, you would laugh. It's hilarious. But she was always right. Like, And I'm not saying that because I'm supposed to say that. Like, I'll, I'll go back and look at my turn and be like, why don't you play more board games? You would beat me most of the time because you think it through better than I do. But I we just had such a yeah. good time, and the moments where you nice. overcome the difficulty of this game just feels very triumphant. It's just so it's such a great intimate little title, and it, it works so well for us. So that is why it made my top five number one because it's just it just hit home for us. All right, your final choice.
1: Yes, yeah, so my number one. Uh, we have talked about it. Uh, I believe it was on your other list um and this to me was uh, again it, it should have been the number one on both lists to a degree and so could have Lorcana, right because this is the two games that i loved and strived to play and get as much as i possibly could in um and that's forest shuffle is my number one of the year um it it just so happened it was released in, in this year as well but I was looking forward to this game ever since I saw and heard about it, read about it. Um, you take that uh, tableau building, card drafting, um, sort of combo scoring, fantasy realms-ish. We, again, we've played a lot of fantasy realms. we played a lot of Red Rising. I like that concept in a game. And you do it with sort of a, a pretty amazing looking theme. Uh, and you got me hooked. Um, I, I I still, like, just when I was just playing it the other night, I, I saw some new combos that I didn't get to fully exploit, but I was like, ah, that would have been cool to do. Um, I, I just, every time I play it, I, I have a different strategy. I, I look for something different to try and, and it always has something for me. Uh, and that's for a shuffle.
0: Yeah. I mean, this game is, is just so full of, um exploration as you get to learn it and play through it for the first time. I thought, you know, when we played it at PAX, I could see the potential there, and the more I've played it on BJA and stuff, the more I'm just like, I, I want to keep playing because I want to explore that. I still think it has some balance issues, but I think the more you play, the more you work around them, it's just going to keep getting better, and I, I'm very yeah. curious to see what an expansion adds. So this is a fantastic choice for number one and definitely one of the games on my list too this year that you know one of my top 25 2023 releases I just need more plays before I can put it above some of that other stuff but uh, the potential is 100% there um so we are way past our bedtimes why don't we breeze through our yeah. uh, anticipated games <laughs> list of 24 and we'll uh we'll talk about crowdfunding next episode so yeah. so this is actually the one category I had an honorable mention <laughs> oh, why don't you lead off then
1: uh And, Ryan, I'm very scared about this honorable mention, Uh, so I might need your help. My honorable mention is Star Wars Unlimited. And Star Wars Unlimited is is their toe (laughs) in the CCG world. Oh, boy. The only saving grace is that it's done by Fantasy Flight, and they have a tendency to... Abandon? um, You know, pull the plug on stuff so i'm hoping that i can get uh at the ground floor play a couple events and then fantasy fight calls it a day and then i can be okay um i'm i i'll be honest i've not been following some of the press coverage and and uh as as heavily as i did with lorikana i think it's still too far out to really get into it um But I can't not not think about it Um, as far as, you know, hitting in 2024. My hope is that it either, A, isn't a fun game, or, again, maybe it it dies on the vine. But uh, I just had to put it out there as an anticipated item. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I I don't know, buddy. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I might have to have an intervention by March. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Uh honorable mention for me is Arcs. I had this backed unbacked it just due to budgetary <laughs> concerns. But the more I look at the game, the more I'm excited about it, and I'm hoping I get I was, a chance to play it next year.
1: I was wondering if it was going to be on your list, knowing that you got root and we just got done saying about how we are never going to play that. And then and we want Arx, to play more Oath. You know? Yeah. Like... And then we have Ahoy. <laughs> We've never played Ahoy. I yeah, backed the I'll, expansion that I we're not going to play.
0: play. Like so <laughs> exactly like I want to I'm anticipating playing it in 2029 but I am looking forward to trying it next year and uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to purchase it I just hope I get to try it somewhere I do want to buy it for sure like it's it looks fantastic I, just, <laughs> I, I can't it's hard to justify Dude, we
1: could do we could do leader game quarters like what's <laughs> a quarter just play leader games
0: and it still wouldn't
1: matter right <laughs>
0: so I'll start seeing Kyle's like all <laughs> kyle's characters in my sleep and just have nightmares be like five nights at you can, kyle's
1: yeah. come to kyle drives yeah uh, all right um my number five is one that i've just recently heard about and <sighs> Uh, again, I can't believe I'm I'm even going to talk about this one, but it's got two things that I am so bad at and I'm not a big fan of, but yet I'm hoping that as I get older, my, my tastes will change. Uh, so my number five is a game called Incubo, which is a cooperative push-your-luck deck-building game. <laughs> wow. Uh, right. Now, I don't know if you've um, heard you about push this Push-your-luck, don't... Uh... I know, so basically, it's a boy, and uh, his pet cat, and they try to fight through nightmares to rescue his sister. And there's several phases to the game, um, and uh, but it's it's got um I don't know if it's trick taking with a little bit of deck building, but um, you take on the roles of the kid or the, or the cat or, or someone's the kid and someone's the cat. Um, and then you build your decks by passing cards to one another, uh, you know, and then getting rid of cards to make your deck stronger. Uh, so I, I don't know too much about it, but the concepts seem pretty cool. The, the artwork on the cover, I think the cover is the only one that's been released um as far as uh, art it just seems really neat so uh
0: that's incubo cool i don't think i've heard of that one number 5 for me is a game called fairy uh this looks like a re- it's all play published uh so and i think it's a japanese designer uh, this looks like another one of those fantastic little fun party games. Uh, you basically reveal a card every round, and everybody puts a hand up to guess how the card relates to the last one that was played. Um, you basically point up for higher, down for lower, and I think you can make like symbols for the same suit or to guess if the card is a fairy. Um, if you guess correctly, I think you get some points. If you call you know, the suit, you get more points. Um, and if you guess wrong, I think you lose a point. Uh, but it looks just silly. Like It just looks like one of those really fun, silly games. Uh, A little bit of bluffing, a little bit of betting. uh, Just solid, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'll play some putting out some real hits, so that's number five, Fairy.
1: All right, so my number four is maybe a little bit of a, not necessarily a cheat, but it is a game that some people have been able to get Uh, in 2023 if you were a kickstarter backer however i was not a kickstarter backer so i had to pre-order this game uh, and i won't get my copy until 2024 and it is a game called the veil of eternity Um, this has gotten so much buzz it was I, i went back and looked i had it saved in in kickstarter i just didn't pull the trigger for whatever reason um, but the more I watched, the more I've seen about it. is definitely a game that it looks very good. Uh, I I need to play. I need to own. It's uh, you know Pokemon ish, <laughs> monster taming ish, whatever you want to call it, from a theme perspective. But it's got you know a drafting phase. It's got an action selection phase. Then it's got that combo sort of engine tableau ish sort of soup that I love the most when it comes to games. Uh, And that is The Veil of Eternity coming, I believe, I pre-ordered it from Renegade. Renegade's going to be putting it out um, in the United States next year. So I did
0: pre-order it. Nice. Yeah, I was looking at this too. It's getting a lot of buzz. So I think this is going to be a hit. Uh, Number four for me is one called Captain Flip. Uh, this is being published by Playpunk, which I think is Antoine Bauza's uh, company, uh, Paolo Mori. Paolo Mori is one of the designers mm-hmm. of this game. It looks very simple and fun to play. It's a family-style game. Um, you basically have a, um, like a bag of tiles, and you can draw from them, and what you pick you can put down on your pirate ship. If you don't like it, you can flip it over and play it, um, and then you start forming basically your tableau with it and you can set up a bunch of different abilities and combos based off the tiles next to you. It looks very simple and fun. Uh plays pretty quick and just looks like one of those games that again, some push your luck which is something I tend to enjoy. So that is uh number 4 Captain Flip.
1: Okay. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, it looks good. And Pablo Mori. Paolo Mori, right? Not Paolo. Yes, right? Paolo Mori. Okay. Um I I love some of his stuff. He's pretty He too. He's a pretty interesting guy. And his his games they they're pretty special. So it sounds like this one's going to be very similar. All right, so my number 3 was I think we played a very 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 very, very tiny bit of it in 2022. Into 2023 in the beginning, and we played in a little weird mobile or not a mobile, a uh, 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 an HTML app, uh, and then later became part of a Kickstarter in 2023, which was projected to deliver in 2024, and that is War Chest, the Nightfall expansion. So we'll be getting three new units. Oh baby, I believe it's. The the assassins, uh, I think there's assassins, there's poisoners, and then like a uh, some other like rogue maybe or something. So um, I'm looking forward to it. It seems like it's gonna add some new stuff to the game, um, but also in this we'll get the tournament kit. So, um, so there might be some unique ways of playing War Chest. Uh, down the pike for 2024 as well so that's my number three uh war chest it's an expansion for war chest called nightfall
0: i can never argue with more war chests, so uh, what, a, what a wonderful <laughs> choice i didn't even think of that one uh number three Thank for you. me is weirdwood manor i've talked about this before as an anticipated game for 2023 unfortunately it slipped and did not come out um or maybe it didn't it was always intended to be 2024 but this is a co-op where the board is constantly shifting uh you have asymmetric characters you kind of can control time which means you can kind of alter how the board shifts um it looks really neat really interesting a very distinct co-op in a field of a lot of sameness and co-ops anymore um I'm excited for this one and still I was excited for this one and I still am so that's number 3 Weirdwood Manor and I'm pretty sure it will be out next year it's supposed to be so we'll see All right And my number 2
1: I believe was on one of your other lists or I know it was on one of your lists earlier and uh this was a game that you know uh, you you mentioned it uh we were able to get an early copy of the prototype press copy and i have loved every game we've played and not because i was winning but or i won but because of how amazing this game is uh how uh the crunchy tension decisions you have every turn um plus the fact that we'll get to see all the art. <laughs> it's really where my head is at. I'm where I'm excited. And that is my number two, the old King's crown. I am so excited to play this with the full art. Um, and, and to play that last faction that I didn't get to play yet.
0: <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Uh, and the changes to the game look amazing. Like they've added so yeah. much new stuff. It, it's got me even more excited. So I think this is just going to be Awesome. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Number two for me is a Roxley production I've been looking at for a while. I did not back because I didn't want to uh, spend the money on it, but it will be out next year, and I'm excited to try it uh, before I buy it, and that is Skyrise. This just looks like something that I would love on the surface. Um, I want to get a chance to play it first, but component-wise, you know Roxley is top-notch. The gameplay looks really, really good. I'm super excited to try this, and... I hope I can pick it up. If not, I can't remember if you backed it. You may have, if you did, then thank God for you. But that's number two Skyrise from Roxley. So
1: Skyrise
0: um, did
1: not get backed and Skyrise was almost on my list. It was like my number seven. (laughs) It was almost the honorable mention. Um, Just knowing how amazing Radlands was, which was their last game and, and just looking at this world that they're building I was super intrigued as well. Um, I don't know if I had just—I'm I'm trying to think of the other games that were around crowdfunding at the same time. Oh, there but was so much stuff. It just—it just—it just didn't. Uh, e- either I had too much, or there was so much that I just said no to all of it. I, I don't know if that was one <laughs> of those months, but—but um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this one too. So maybe one of us will have to. See if Roxy's (laughs) got anything laying around that they want (laughs) to send her away. So, but yeah. Yeah, I was intrigued by this one too. The new world that they're building with this is... And and from what I'm understanding, it's going to keep growing. Like this is like one of their new like epic sprawling sort of IPs that they have. Like their own personal IP. They're going to keep adding and building in this world from what I understand. All right. Number one time, right? It is that time. Well, Phil Walker-Harding is going to do it again, I think, in 2024 for me. And this time he's bringing along Steve Finn. Uh, They are co-designing a game called Cities. Um, And this is a city-building game where um, it's short. It's less than an hour to play. You're going to go around to some of the famous cities in the world. And then you are designing your own neighborhood. So you're going to be sending out workers to pick up scoring mechanisms, tiles, feature tiles, building materials. It just seems like a, a potential heavier game for Phil. But I think it's it might be something where Steve... Finn needed somebody to come in and simplify a a puzzle for him no I, I don't better. know how the whole design worked out right but it, it just seems so intriguing again whether it's Phil needed something a bit heavier to add to his catalog or Steve Finn needed something a little lighter to add to his category or his catalog but I'm just so excited to, for these two to partner up and see what they can pr- come out with so far the the images that are out there uh, it looks uh, amazing as far as the art. Um, so, and and guess who's publishing it? Devere. our our friends at Devere. <laughs> so, so that to me is the is the third equi- third side of the triangle, right? You've got <laughs> uh, Steve Finn in who, this case. yeah, I've enjoyed. You know, again, we love biblios. Um, you know, I think uh, he did some stuff with Pencil First that I really like. Uh, I think it's herbaceous. Um, so, I don't know. I think it will be... Um, I, I'm just thinking it's going to be amazing. Uh, with I those think three the same, things in, involved. I'm so, excited
0: to check that one out. Yeah, so that's Cities.
1: My number one.
0: Also almost made my list. I was waffling on that uh, and, and ended up taking... Captain Flip and Fairy over it because I wanted some more lightweight stuff on the list, but yeah, that was close. <laughs> uh, number one for me is one I've backed and I cannot wait for it to arrive, and that is Guards of Atlantis 2. I love the MOBA video game genre. I have heard nothing but amazing things about GOA 2. So far they're playtesting the ever-loving crap out of it. The art looks fantastic. The production looks great. Uh, I am very excited for that to get here this year, and I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Again, it's another team-based game, just like War Chest. We can team up in pairs too. two and beat the snot out of each other. So I think this is going to be a lot of fun for us this year. I'm very excited to get it. I think Guards of Atlantis 2 is going to be a huge home run for uh, Wolf Design, so super excited to get that in 24. And that rounds out our lists that everybody hopefully yeah. loves to hear, and you go look up some of the titles we mentioned, especially some of the 2023 stuff that's out there. Go go buy. Bye bye bye. Uh, We were going to cover some crowdfunding stuff, but I think we can save it for next time when we do our backbot list because we'll have more. Uh, So maybe we wrap this two-hour marathon up, and we will be back next episode to start talking our top 50 games. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it yet. We were discussing that before the show, but we'll probably do something similar to last year. We're going to review our top 50, try to keep it to about two minutes a game so that we can actually get through it in a reasonable amount of time. But look forward to that soon, and we do have a couple interviews scheduled on the horizon soon. Uh, hoping to get some some folks that have been here back in to talk about some experiences they've had since the last time we talked, and hopefully some new folks this year too in 2024. So, if you like the show, you can check us out at Play Games, Lose Friends. Dot com. You can email us at playgameslosefriends at gmail.com for comments, questions, uh, anything you want to ask us, stuff you want us to talk about the show, anything your heart desires, shoot us an email. We will check it out. You can find us on the socials, Instagram at playgameslosefriends, Twitter at pglfshow. Uh, if you like the show, please rate and subscribe. Uh, check us out on whatever podcast platform that you listen to us through and leave a good review. That helps us get the show out to more folks. We really appreciate it. Just to end our evening, I will say thank you to everybody for joining us here at Star Twenty Twenty Four. We are going to have a whole lot coming this year, so stay tuned. Yeah. Can any It's going to be a uh, big year. Anything you want to add that I might have missed?
1: No, just thank you all. Uh, as we embark on third season or episode forty-three, however you, <laughs> <laughs> however you, view it, <laughs> another year starting. So, uh, you know, we hope you'll enjoy coming along with us for more throughout the year absolutely
0: thank you. looking forward to it folks and we will see you soon with uh, the countdown to number one on our top 50 of all time list let's just say I, I did my list recently and there's a lot of changes should be should be entertaining so we'll keep the, <laughs> the list goodness coming until then Thanks. thank you all for joining us and we will see you soon and uh, don't be like Ken go play games with your friends just don't lose them <laughs> alright folks take care we'll see you soon later